Welcome, language learners. I'm your host, Alexandria, of the Insecurities About Language podcast, where I will explore all types of language journeys from individuals, teachers, families teaching children, and really anyone who wants to have a conversation about language, what it means to them, and how it relates to their life. Also, I will tackle the death of languages within families. Now let's begin. Welcome to the very first episode of Insecurities About Language. I'm your host, Alexandria Robinson. And in this episode, I'm going to kind of give some information about the language I am learning. Also, I will talk about the idea behind this podcast. And I will be having a conversation about the start of my journey. So let's begin. And this is me just interviewing myself. So where did the idea come from to talk about your insecurities about learning a language? So I listen to a lot of podcasts, but in particular, I listen to a variety of travel podcasts. And I love hearing about other people's experience with their travels, you know, why they travel, their journey, and the struggles with traveling, and their motivation to travel. And it got me thinking as I was listening, I wasn't necessarily hearing talks about language barriers and their experience within whatever country, you know, people are traveling to. And so it got me thinking as, you know, I am in the beginning stages of learning a new language, I like to say. And I just wonder, what is that experience? How are people learning a new language? How are people communicating? How are they getting on in that country? All these different types of questions you can think of. Now, I know English is spoken in most countries, but it's not the first spoken language, right? Unless you're in like a touristy place, but even so, there's still a language barrier. So that's where this idea came from to talk about the insecurities we have with learning a new language to kind of hopefully fill in a gap of conversation that I haven't heard yet and to help people out and to connect the travel and the language topics together. So initially it started with me wanting to just talk about my language learning journey. That is a mouthful. And I came up with this podcast idea back in June of 2021 just having conversations with people who are in different phases of learning a language. Then I just started having conversations with my mom about language and it just started to develop and develop. And it just got me thinking, you know, about what I mix with and what those languages are. And so this podcast is also, besides just having conversations with people about their language learning journey. That is such a mouthful, right? I also really want to start tackling the death of languages within families. And what I mean by that is talking about the languages that kind of ended with whatever generation. And so for me, I think all my languages, at least on my dad's side, it ended with my grandpa. And on my mom's side, it ended with my grandma or her parents, so my great-grandparents. And so I just want to tackle those languages that weren't spoken in the household or outside of the household that weren't passed down from generation to generation and kind of just tackling, you know, what happened, what was put in place to hinder one's language being passed down or spoken. Really is just all out of curiosity of why and what happened. And so this is something that I will talk about in a specific episode and kind of giving more information as to what I mean 
with the death of languages. So what language are you learning? So I am learning European Portuguese. And I initially started learning the language back in 2016 after my trip to Portugal. I traveled that country for 15 days all over and I traveled to one of the islands called São Miguel. My travel to Portugal, you know, I don't know. I At that time, I traveled because I wanted to travel, right? I didn't have no specific agenda as to why I was traveling there. So I do have a great-grandmother on my mom's side who was Portuguese. And from what I know, she was born in the island called Sao Miguel. And that's one of the reasons why I actually went to that island. And that island is gorgeous. It's breathtaking. To be honest, I just don't have like a whole lot of information about my family in general. So that's also one of the reasons for this podcast is just kind of to learn more about both sides of my family and all these different languages that I haven't learned or was not taught at all. And during this time that I traveled to Portugal, I was in the army and I was stationed in Germany. And being in Germany, it was very easy to travel throughout Europe. And so traveling to Portugal was a piece of cake. And so that's my connection so far with the language. I also took a anthropological linguistics class. I don't know if that's how you say that, um, but that's just how I'm going to say it. So I took that class as a requirement that I just chose for my bachelor's degree. And no, I'm not a linguistics major or language major or so I'm not majoring in anything like that. My my degree was in business administration. But I took this just to fulfill a requirement. Um, but when I took this class, we had to write a paper on, you know, our family's like heritage language or ancestral language. And I'm thinking like, we all speak English. What am I supposed to write about? And so I just thought about like, you know, what I mixed with. And I thought about, um, well, my mom's never really learned any languages. So I don't like I had conversations, but I couldn't really write a paper from that. And so then I thought about my dad's side and he's half Jamaican and I've heard my grandpa speak the Jamaican language. So I thought about Oh, maybe I could write about that, I guess. So I don't actually know what I wrote that paper. I know I wrote the paper about my Jamaican side and the language, but I couldn't tell you what I wrote that, what the paper was actually about. And most likely I just probably did some internet research on Google and kind of just learned from there and then took what I've heard my grandpa, you know, say about the language or has spoken a couple of times to me and wrote that paper. So that's kind of my connection with Portuguese is the travel. And then it's just the class that I took and just curiosity. So tell me about your journey with the language. My journey with the language, as I mentioned, started in 2016. And I started with the Duolingo app for a while. And then I started using another app called Busu, which is great. I was able to take very extensive notes. And I think for Busu, I do believe I paid a monthly fee. I cannot recall the price for it. And at that time I was really dedicated to learning the language. But in 2017, I got pregnant and I was just extremely tired, exhausted, just out of it. You know, that first trimester kind of knocks you out, right? (laughs) So I ended up canceling my subscription because 
I'm not going to keep paying for something I'm not using. And so I put learning the language on the back burner. If you're wanting to learn Brazilian Portuguese, those apps are, are great for you. But if you're wanting to learn European Portuguese, Portuguese from Portugal, those two apps aren't going to, it's not going to help you because you're learning a different dialect of the Portuguese language and you're learning the Brazilian Portuguese. And if you look at the flags that is on those apps, you'll see that it's the Brazilian flag. And at that time, you know, I didn't know, you know, I just was like, oh, it's Portuguese so I can learn it. But I guess you got to make the connection with the country and the flag. Um, so I made that kind of late. But, it, you know, that's okay because I did build, you know, a bit of a foundation with learning the Portuguese language in general. You know, one of the main differences, like at least that I know at this moment, really is the pronunciation of the words, you know, the sounds and the meanings. And there's more differences, but the pronunciation of words and the sounds are definitely an indicator to let you know which Portuguese language you're learning. If you don't know, and if you're wanting to learn European Portuguese, I will be putting out an episode about the tools that I use that pertain to European Portuguese. So I picked up the language back in late 2019, and that just started with me listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, and I came across the Portuguese Labs podcast first. I mean, I really enjoy that, enjoyed that podcast because it compiled all the different levels of the language, and it was really easy on the ear, at least for me as a beginner. And then I found their YouTube page, and eventually I signed up for their online program that they had, um, which just had a really small fee of $35 a month. That was then in 2019 and early 2020. I don't know if that price has changed. So I only did that program between November of 2019 and March of 2020. And I stopped because it wasn't my preferred learning method. Now, I don't really know what my preferred learning method is, but that definitely wasn't. And it had all the aspects that you needed for learning the language, you know, like the listening, reading, writing, and speaking. One of the things that I really liked about this online program was all the resources. It had a huge plethora of resources. And so I still use those resources to this day. I printed out a lot. Um... So yeah, I unsubscribed to that. And so that was in March and the program that I'm in now, I started in late May. So, you know, a couple months of really not learning anything. So then I came across this YouTube page called Talk the Streets. And I like her YouTube page because she provides very informative and to the point, realistic conversational skills that one would need, you know, to kind of get by. And it's very, you know, beginner's level and it's very understandable. Most of these people who teach that have online language programs or they teach it through YouTube usually have like some type of free webinar that you can join to see kind of like what they provide for their online program. And so I did that with the Talk to Streets. I did it with a few others. You know, after this webinar, I did accept the offer and that's the program that I'm in now. It's called uh, the Portuguese Pro and it gets you up to an A2 level at the end of the program. I ended up joining this program instead of the others because one thing that I really liked about what Talk to Streets did was that they had a Zoom interview meeting you know, just to kind of see where you're at with the language and 
the learning process and to kind of see are you dedicated to learning the language or not and then just trying to like vibe each other out and just vettings like you know are you the right person for this program and that's really cool because you know she didn't really have to do that she didn't have to take time out of her day to interview people for her course so where are you now with the language so I like to say that I'm at a beginner's level just because I've recently I've been inconsistent with the language just due to priorities and you know life happening but I'm at the a beginner's level with learning the European Portuguese language and it's hard because it's it's literally like retraining your brain to understand new sounds words meanings sentence structure all these different types of rules and grammatical rules as well. So I'm really just trying to find the best way to optimize my time with learning the language um, and just finding exciting ways to do that. A few of the ways that I make it exciting, if you will, is I love podcasts. So I like listening to podcasts that are in Portuguese. Also watching YouTube videos. And I'm more of a podcast person than watching YouTube even though I think that's probably opposite for most people. Just because with YouTube videos, you just gotta sit there and watch it. And I just rather listen to somebody talking at me. <laughs> so another thing is music. I like to find music that I would listen to if it was English. And so I came across this one amazing singer. Her name is Soraya Ramos. And I like her sound because she has like this R&B, soul, pop type sound. And it's definitely something I will listen to if it was in English. Other things that I'm doing to help with my language learning and speaking is through music. I'm learning other vocabulary words and I'm just learning to sing the song. So that's also helping with, you know, pronunciation and speaking, even though I'm singing and slightly helping with, you know, the confidence of just speaking the language. One of the podcasts that I really like listening to and is super easy on the ear, at least in my opinion, and it's called Learning Portuguese is Fun. And then also just following along in the program. So those are kind of the things that I'm doing now with learning the language and just trying to progress. So since this is a podcast titled Insecurities About Language, one of the things I will be doing, I will always be asking about what insecurities do you have about language? And so for me, for me, it's it's speaking and, and it's speaking aloud. And I think that's just a normal insecurity that most language learners have. And I guess really to kind of overcome that insecurity is just to start speaking. Right. So some of the things that I have kind of put in place is trying to be more consistent with practicing and speaking, doing pronunciation drills, because the Portuguese language is so very much different from English. Um, and I will speak about that in a future episode. And then one of the other things that I've come across that is very, very helpful it's recording yourself speaking that language. We all have a recorder on our phones or you can do it on your laptop or whatever it is that you use and just, you know, start recording yourself speaking in that language because one of the things with Portuguese is that they have these nasal sounds and we don't have that in English, American English. And so 
if you don't record yourself and you say whatever word that you're trying to pronounce, most likely you're you're saying it correctly and you think you're and you think you're saying it correctly. But if you record it and you actually listen to yourself back, you may or may not. But for me, when I recorded myself, I was like, oh, I'm not really saying this word correctly. So now this is a word that I got to work on and practice and drill. Those are kind of the advice I would give at this moment with speaking, at least just for me, where I'm at with the language is trying to be a bit more consistent in my practice, drilling um, pronunciations, and then recording myself speak as well. So that is this very first episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Insecurities About Language podcast. Please make sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Insecurities About Language and say hi.